What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. The Church of Jesus Christ is largely sleeping like a great bedroom. And you have all the Christians in bed and they're all sleeping. They're saying, please don't wake me up. I want to sleep on. And of course, when God starts to operate a revival, people cannot sleep. You can't sleep in church. But the Spirit of God awakes the people. Look at the first verse of this 52nd chapter. Awake! Awake! Put on strength! Wake up, you sleepy Christians! Awake! Keep this in mind from an old man. There is no sinology to the Christian life this side of eternity. We pray that some of us may go to our own funerals tonight and die to self and end all the failure and all the weakness. Why should a person come to the cross? Why should a person embrace death with Christ? Why should a person be willing to go with identification down to the cross and into the pool and up again? I'll tell you why. Because it's the only way that God can get glory out of a human being. If I'm to ask you tonight and say, you say, yes, I'm saved. When? Oh, so and so preached, I got baptized, and I was saved. What do you say? Hell? Are you saved from visitors? Are you saved from lust? Are you saved from cheating? Are you saved from lying? Are you saved from bad hands? Are you saved from rebellion against your parents? Come on, let's see it Who shall ascend the hill of God? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands. And a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to vanity, not born deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord. And there's no room for him in the end. He got a bit older. There was no room in his family. His family turned on him. He went to the temple. No room in the temple. The temple turned on him. And when he died, there was no room to bury him. He died outside of the city. But why in God's name do you expect to be accepted everywhere? I was in the world. Couldn't get on with the holiest man that ever lived. It can get on with you and me. Are we compromised? Are we compromised? Are we no spiritual stature? Are we no righteousness that reflects on their corruption? Time to be with us tonight. 
Um, got a new telephone. Hope it sounds good to all you people that's gonna that's just come in. If any new has come in, hope it's all right for the downloaders. If there's any problem, just let me know, and I'll go back to the old telephone. But as of right now, everybody says it's okay. Had a um, fairly good week this week. I had company all week. My brother from Columbus, Georgia, stayed with me all week. It was a good time of fellowship and Bible study and and we had a real good time. It was a, a blessed week this past week. I appreciate the prayers from all of you from the depths of my heart. I truly do. And me and Steve had two or three different little little prayer meetings for all of you folks by name. Everyone that I do know by name. And uh, And just remember, you're always on my prayer list, okay? And the ones I don't know, you are as well. The Lord knows who you are. Anyway, tonight we're going to be in part two of uh, the paragraphs, a long paragraph, as Brother Kevin said, um, no, in Isaiah 24 to 35. And I think we left off um, around chapter 28. We were finishing up with chapter 27. But as usual, Brother David, you know what we're going to do, so you can go ahead and, and do that. Turn back to chapter 27, if you don't mind. Okay. We'll run over it right. again real quick. There's a few points that I did not make the other night that I will uh, go over a little bit tonight. And, Brother Chad, you can um, turn to, go ahead and turn to chapter 28, okay? Yes. You'll, you'll be starting there. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we've had together. Lord, I thank you for this past week. Um, Father, with all my heart, I had a good time with you, Lord, and and confessing sin and, and getting things out of the way, the unconfessed sin, the, some of the things that um, was troubling in my own life and my brother from Columbus's life. We've got that taken care of. And, and Father, had a good time of fellowship, and I, I really did... Enjoy the time with you, Lord. And, Father, I pray that everyone in the chat room had a, had a good week. And the ones that didn't, remember this, as I have to remember all the time myself, whether it's a good week, whether it's a good two weeks, whether it's a good day or a bad day, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And as we learn from the Apostle Paul, it's when we're weak that he's made strong totally contrary to the way 99.999% of everybody that even claims to be Christian looks at, the, looks at that very thing. But that's just the way it is. Father, I pray that you'd open hearts tonight, open eyes and ears, be with me, watch over everything I say, Father. If there's been anything crop up in my life in the last a little while, Father, I pray that you'd cover me with your precious blood. Give me the ability and the gift of teaching, Father. I pray that you'd watch over the readers. Do them the same, Father. May the words they say of reading the scriptures, may the Holy Spirit take them. Use them for your honor and glory. Be with each one in the chat room, Father. Meet their personal needs, Father. And we ask all this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, folks, Brother Dave, you can go ahead and start in Isaiah chapter 27 in just a second. Uh, folks, we've 
came through 24, 25, and 26. There, we could go back and start and come through again and talk about I could bring some points further on and take some things further, but not going to do it. It's just packed full. It is absolutely packed full. Specifically, I was thinking today about when the Lord lowers the veil and those things happen when the when the restrainer is taken away, like I made mention earlier. And I ran across this week another brother talking about the same thing, Brother Charles Lawson, pastor in Tennessee, uh, talking about that when supernatural and natural walk side by side as well. The things that are being taught today, there's a lot of Bible-believing teachers and preachers out there. I say a lot. I don't, Folks, I don't mean no great number. But there's more and more that are picking up on these things that the Holy Spirit is starting to reveal. Okay? And as we get into chapter 28, I'm, don't let me forget, Brother Chad, I want to make some special comments about the uh, precept upon precept and line upon line, okay? Sure thing. So I, I think I don't think I've ever made the comments I'm going to make tonight, but it'll be special for you guys if you'll listen to what I'm going to say about knowledge and doctrine, and specifically precept upon precept, and how the Holy Spirit works with that. Anyway, Brother Dave, go ahead and let's get started. Okay, Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. In that day, the Lord with his sore and great and strong sword, shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent. And he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. In that day sing ye unto her a vineyard of red wine. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. Okay. I Divine. The vineyard. The vineyard. Who is the vineyard, Brother Dave? Israel. The house of Israel. Not just all of Israel, but the house of Israel. No, not Judah, just uh, Israel, yeah. Just Israel. That's the Lord's vineyard. You know what comes out of the vineyard? Grapes. What does grapes make? Wine. We'll see later in chapter 28 about the drunkards of Ephraim. Are they drunk? Staggering around in the street? Metaphorically speaking, he's talking about false doctrine. But we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Continue on, brother. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. Fury is not in me. Who would set the briars and thorns against me in battle? I would go through them. I would burn them together. Or let him take hold of my strength, that he may make peace with me. And he shall make peace with me. He shall cause them that come of Jacob to take root. Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. Okay, that time's a coming. Your Judeo-Christians will take pictures of modern-day Palestine over there that calls itself Israel and say, see, here's a, here's, a, here's a prophetical fulfillment. I'm sure some of you have heard that, how that the way they've done the land, landscaping and everything, 
is the fulfillment of these prophecies. That, that ain't not even close. Not even close to what the Lord's talking about. But that's what they have to do to try to do something with these prophecies in Isaiah. And they try to make it happen with Judah. Judah is not the context here. If I'm reading this right, isn't that right, Brother Dave? Yes. Judah is not the context, it's Israel. Right, Judah's the olive tree. That's correct, absolutely. Continue on, brother. Hath he smitten him as he smote those that smote him? Or is he slain according to the slaughter of them that are slain by him? In measure, when it shooteth forth, thou wilt debate with it. He stayeth his rough wind. In the day of the east wind. By this, therefore, shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged. Okay. And this, it, it, by this, by the will the iniquity of Jacob be purged. No. That there's no um, sin taken away from Jacob today. By this, is explaining right here. Well, we know what takes away sin today. There was one sacrifice made for sin forever, and it was by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's going to take away the iniquity of Jacob eventually, just like it says in Isaiah 45 and Romans chapter 11. When the, when the deliverer shall come out of Zion. Continue, brother. By this, therefore, shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged, and this is all the fruit to take away his sin. When he maketh all the stones of the altar as chalk stones that are beaten in sunder, the groves and images shall not stand up. Yet the defensed city shall be desolate, and the habitation forsaken, and left like a wilderness. There shall the calf feed, and there shall he lie down, and consume the branches thereof. When the boughs thereof are withered, they shall be broken off. The women come and set them on fire, for it is a people of no understanding. Therefore, he that made them will not have mercy on them, and he that formed them will shew them no favor. Wow. Let's think about this for just a second. These women. These people that he made will have no mercy on them. Talking about the fenced city. Going to go down. Forsaken cities. Going to go down. Make it desolate. I wonder who he's talking about. What could he possibly be talking about here? Show no favor unto them. I'll show you the cross-reverence in just a second. Continue, brother. Uh, Verse 12. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt, and he shall be gathered one by one. O ye children of Israel. So the children of Israel, one of these days, is going to be gathered one by one. Now, I want to show you all a peculiar verse, all right? Brother, um, Brother Dave, you're Brother Chad One. I want you to look up 
if you'll just type in Assyria, Egypt, and Israel in the same in the in the box, it'll it should pop up. It's the last two or three verses in the early part of Isaiah. I've made mention of this before, but most of our persuasion don't even like to deal with it. Period. But I want to show it to y'all right now again, bring it back to your remembrance. You know the verses I'm talking about, Brother Day, where he calls um, Egypt his people. Isaiah eleven sixteen is that That's, one you're after? I think that may be it, brother. There's also one in Isaiah nineteen twenty four. Where it says it, um, that uh, Assyria would be the uh, something, and Egypt would be called his people, and um, and then Israel something else. In other words, he puts three one two three the category three categories calls them basically his people. Three categories, folks. Three. Boom, boom, boom. As we've been telling y'all all along. We need to find Oh, the that. highway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right below that. Go, yeah, then okay, that it's be right a highway in into the Lord, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, Isaiah 11, verse 16. And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was to Israel, in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. Is that the one? No. Just keep on okay. reading. It's in that. It's oh, that was that the thing. end. Okay, well, I'll go to 19. Yeah. Here we are. It's uh, Isaiah 19:23. In that day shall there be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria. And the Assyrian shall come into Egypt and the Egyptian into Assyria. And the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. In that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, even a blessing in the midst of the land. This is a direct millennial reference, people. Continue, brother. Whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria the work of my hands, and Israel mine inheritance. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Sorry to some of the false teachers out there. You just can't handle it, can you? Can't deal with it, but that's the way it is. If you'd rightly divide the scriptures and put the right thing in the right place, you wouldn't have any trouble. Continue, Brother Dave. Back uh, in verse where we were at. Yeah, verse 13, Isaiah 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt, and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. <laughs> you see the tying together of the verses? Yes. Just plain as day. Next chapter, Brother Chad. Oh, before we go any further, Brother Dave, are you okay? Yes. You feeling all right? You just sound, something sounds a little sad. Do we need to pray, brother? No, I I think I was kind of mentally a little drained doing all this emailing and making all these letters and everything. Uh, all right. I, tell you, I tell you what, Brother Chad, lead us in another word of prayer, brother, and pray for Brother David, please. Sure. Heavenly Father, we're just so happy to have your word in front of us, Lord, that we're able yes. to read it that uh, you've promised that uh, heaven and earth will will, will fade away and, and, and be gone, but your word will always be here, Lord. Yes, Father. We just ask that you give us 
give us the give us the wherewithal, Lord, that we be able to to put your scriptures in our hearts, Lord, and that we be able yes. to to use them and and as a sword, Lord, in our daily lives, that we be able to call upon your words and and that when when we come across something, your words pop into our minds, and that the Holy Spirit do good work in us, Lord, and teaches us and shows us things that you would like us to see, Lord. And we pray for everyone here right now, Lord. We pray for our brother Dave, that everything is well with him, and yes, that you edify him, Lord, and that his soul is, 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 that the Holy Spirit is doing good work in him, Lord, and that, you yeah, know, for all of us, for our brother Don and, and for brother Kevin and for myself, Lord, we we all need you, Lord. We can't do it without you, yes. Lord, as we've yes. told you before, and, and, and we we reaffirm that now, Lord. We're nothing but sinners saved by your grace, Lord. And for everyone here in the chat room, anyone with needs, Lord, anybody anybody here that, that has any sort of resistance to the Holy Spirit, Lord, we ask that you make us malleable. You know, make us soft, Lord. Soften our hearts, Lord. Let us be formed by your will. So as we yes. now, Lord, we pray in your precious name, your precious and holy name, Lord. You are the Lord of lords and the King of kings. You are Jesus Christ, our special and precious friend. Amen. 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 Brother Amen. Dave, run Amen. back to Isaiah chapter 5 real quick, brother, okay. and read 7 through 3, 7 through 30. And then, Brother Ted, I want you to go to Revelation 3 and also and Re- chapter 2 and chapter 3 in Revelation. Just turn to those two chapters while Brother Dave reads this in, in Isaiah 5, 7 through 30. Yes. Remember, folks, the context is the end times, the last day, the day of the Lord, millennial reign, enduring that long period of time. Go ahead, Brother Chad. I mean, Brother Dave. Okay. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 7. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression. For righteousness, but behold, a cry. Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place, that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. In mine ears said the Lord of hosts, Of a truth many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair, without inhabitant. Yea, ten acres of vineyard, shall yield one bath, and the seed of an homer shall yield an ephah. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And the harp, and the vial, and the tablet, and pipe, and wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. Okay, because stop just a second. Get this, folks. Verse 13, the Lord, he's, he's opening the door for something that I'm going to show you shortly, okay? Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. All right? We're going to find who the captors are shortly. Go ahead, brother. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure 
and their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. And the mean men shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Then shall the lambs feed after their manner, and the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as it were with a cart rope. He's not talking about his people, folks. Go ahead, brother. That say, let them make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come, that we may know it. Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Woe to them that are wise in their own eyes, and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink. When just the, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from okay, him. Okay, folks, I want you to understand, you can take these verses and preach them against any wickedness and any unrighteousness. I said preach them. Doctrinally speaking, though, I'm going to show you who it's talking about shortly. Go ahead. Therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he hath stretched forth his hand against them, and hath smitten them, and the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. Now, that, this is his people mixed with some more people, folks. That's, this, is the, this, is the, this is the reward for deception, is what you're seeing. Same thing taking place here in America. That's been here in America for the longest. It's everywhere. It's in North America, Canada. It's all over. It's in Great Britain, Ireland, Scotland, everywhere. They're everywhere, folks. Continue on, brother. For all, for all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from far, and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them, None shall slumber nor sleep. This is, the Neither army of, this is the army of the Lord that me and Brother Dave always bring up of Joel and of Isaiah chapter 13. Go ahead, Brother. And Revelations. Right. That come out of the pit. That's right. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosed, 
nor the latchet of their shoes be broken, whose arrows are sharp and all their bows bent, their horses' hooves shall be counted like flint and their wheels like a whirlwind. Their roaring shall be like a lion, they shall roar like young lions, yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe and none shall devour it. Their wheels like a whirlwind. I wonder what that is. Wow. And you could speculate on that one. You get the drift, Brother Dave? Yeah, like uh, helicopters? <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. Whirls like a whir- wheels like a whirlwind. Wheels. No, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, you mean the... Yeah, Flying the, um, Yeah. With the giant. And in that... And in that day they shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one look unto the land, behold, darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. That's right. That's that darkness and judgment the Lord warns about in the Gospels. And we read about in Revelation, this is the army that comes up out of the pit. Those wheels that I was talking about, I just said it was peculiar that those wheels they see everywhere today in the sky. That's all, Brother David, I was hinting at. That yes, they've got uh, a they would be associated with that army, wouldn't That's they? That's absolutely correct, Brother. That was my point. Okay, Brother Chad, Revelations chapter 2, start at verse um, 6. Be good. Okay. Revelation verse 6, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, pardon me, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these things saith the first and the last. Oh, by the way, where Brother Chad's going to be reading are the only two churches that get no rebuke at all from the Lord. And watch who also shows up in those two churches that are influenced, that influence these churches and cause them to sin. Continue, Brother. Yeah, I ran into them all day today. Let me there tell you. you go. There you go. Go ahead, I Brother. Got, I got home. They were here, too. Uh, okay. Um, Revelations 2, verse 8. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Bingo. There's your foot soldiers. There's your foot soldiers. That's the ones that runs the cities, Tel Aviv. That's the ones. That's the ones that are head of Goldman Sachs. That's the ones that's in London that's that's not even part of overall Great Britain. That's its own entity, just like the Beltway, Washington, D.C., is a district of Columbia, not a state. That's George Soros. That's the Khazarian bunch. That's the bad figs of Jeremiah. That's the ones that's led away captivity into all parts of the earth. 
according to Luke chapter 21. Continue, brother. Yes. Verse 10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. See how the devil's connected with this bunch? Because they're the synagogue of Satan. Revelation chapter 3, brother. Yes. I guess that's proof in fact that Satan and the devil are one and the same. Bingo. Amen. You got one devil, many devils, brother. Correct. Revelation chapter 3. First one? Nope. No. Oh, yeah, you want to go to Philadelphia. Yeah, to Philadelphia, that's right. Of course, verse 7. Uh, well, let's start in 6. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. You know, there, let me, Brother Dave, I bet this is even your name here, and I bet this is not, and it just has occurred to me what's happening here. The key of David, Israel, is mentioned to the church, telling the church that they have, that they're Israel by using, talking about the key of David. Then it's fixing to tell you the ones that say they're Judah are not Judah. Amen. See that, Brother David? Yes, I do, yes. I've never noticed that until right now. He's speaking directly to the churches, implying they're Israelites. That's wild. That's wild. Continue on, Brother Chad. Amen. Verse 8, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word. Read that again. Read that again. Yes. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word. Read that one more time. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word. And And what? And hast not denied my name. Bingo! Kept my word, and not denied my name. Not come up with some funky foolishness. Kept his word and not denied his name. Jesus Christ. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. In the last days. They've kept it from the beginning. They've kept his word from the beginning. Let's see what their promise is. Continue, brother. Hmm. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. I have loved thee. You want the Lord to love you? Keep his name and his word. You got that? But don't, don't, don't forget, you ain't got it. If you ain't got it, you can't keep it. If you ain't got it, you can't keep it, folks. You ain't got his words, you can't keep his words. Now you're faded. Shoot. If you know how to roll that. Anyway, go ahead, brother. 
Yes, verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Keep thee from the hour of temptation that is come upon all the world. To try them that dwell upon the earth, the old earth dwellers. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway, back to Isaiah, Brother Dave. Just thought I'd throw that one. Oh, Chad's reading Isaiah right now, aren't you, Chad? Yeah, 28, right. Oh, verse, uh, yeah, chapter 28, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Woe to the crown of pride, to the drunkards of Ephraim whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which are on the head of the fat valleys of them that are overcome with wine. Let me tell you folks what I thought about today. I was watching the Prime Minister of Great Britain speak with the President today, and it harkened back to the shortwave radio that we talked about earlier. The first time when I I really got interested and the Lord started opening my eyes to the Anglo-Israel truth. Dr. Gene Scott was talking about, and he said, I'll make a prophecy. This is back in the, in the early 90s, folks, okay, that he was teaching this. He said, rest assured, and you can bank on it. And he was, he was always a big one about this very subject right here. Matter of fact, he wrote a book on it about the Anglo-Israel truth. That's Dr. Gene Scott, by the way, from uh, it was the head of the Assemblies of God that came out and and took over the church that uh, Dr. J. Vernon McGee had in in California, the Open Door, the open, Church of the Open Door. Anyway, he said, never forget this. Ephraim and Manasseh, which are typologically Ephraim, Great Britain, Manasseh, America. That's the way he looked at it, and that's the way I still look at it today, as typologically as a nation. Ephraim and Manasseh will never, never be adversarial again, ever. They'll always have each other's back till the Lord comes back. That's what Dr. Scott said. And I couldn't help but think about it today. I don't care how wicked that woman may seem, or you call her wicked. I seen like <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar was wicked. Cyrus was wicked. The Lord, Donald Trump has got wicked ways too. But when the Lord puts his hand and wants his job done, he can turn, he can use Satan himself to glorify his own self. He always, he does it all the time. Because he's Almighty Father. He can take the devil and use the devil to glorify himself. We've went over it ad nauseum. What some people mean for evil, see, like when they threw Joseph in the pit, took a coat of many colors and stuck it in the blood, told his father that he was dead. Joseph told them later on, what you guys meant for evil, the Lord meant it for good. Amen. Can you folks grasp what I just said? There's nothing really profound about it if you're a Bible believer and you're a studier. 
So don't get all hyped up and hopped up and, and turning flips and circles necessarily, necessarily about somebody that comes across on the outside or has been tabbed conspiratorially as wicked. The Lord can take and use them for your good. Why? Because you're the elect and all things work together for your good. If you believe the book, see, kept his words, Philadelphia Church, keep you from the hour of temptation coming upon all the earth, that's how intertwined all this is. That's how important all this is, folks, that you understand it. Be careful, be careful when you're throwing rocks. Don't forget your thin glass house of your own. I know mine's so thin, I run into it all the time. Not even knowing it's there, I'm so blind. I live in a glass house. So I'm going to be careful. I have learned over the years to experience. When it comes to the Lord's work, to be very careful about throwing stones because we're all unrighteous, folks. Our righteousness is just filthy rags. The only righteousness we hold to is the righteousness of God, which is who, Brother Dave, Brother Chad? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Continue reading, Brother Glory Dave. Be to God. Brother Chad. Uh, verse 2. Behold, the Lord hath a mighty and strong one, which is as a tempest of hail and a destroying storm, as a flood of mighty waters overflowing, shall cast down to the earth with the hand. The crown pride, the drunkards of Ephraim, shall be trodden under feet. And the glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fat valley, shall be a fading flower, and as the hasty fruit before the summer, which when he hath Pardon me, which when he that looketh upon it seeth, while it is yet in his hand, he eateth it up. In that day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty unto the residue of his people. To the, to the residue of his people. Yes. He's talking context. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Ephraim, right? Ephraim, yeah. Who's talking about? He'll be a crown of glory in that day. In that day what? In the day of the Lord. Day of the Lord. Verse 6. And for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink are out of the way. Remember what I told you about the the vineyard and the wine? How, how you can... How it can apply to strong doctrine. Remember, I told you that mm. earlier. Just, yeah. just keep that in mind as we go forward. And through strong drink are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. In today's in today's world, that would be your preachers and teachers. If you apply it to today's world, see historically, this is. I don't want to have to go through. This all over again. This is 101. But the application, the historical application, it has its application. But the prophetical application can be brought down and stuck right down today. 
Y'all understand. I know y'all guys understand it, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Right, Dave? Yes, I do. Okay, continue on. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Okay. <laughs> now, this is this. I want you that and, and I, man, we've been back for the last going on four years. We have been here so many times, and I wonder of all, I wonder how many people have heard this and after the program totally forgotten that it's even in the scripture. And, and when we get through with the explanation and the instruction from the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give you a little test. For you to do yourself. Okay? So, continue reading, Brother Chad. Sure. Verse 8 again. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Okay. Stop right there just a second. Who shall he give knowledge? Who shall he teach knowledge? And who shall understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Uh, Paul uses this idiom all the time. Even Peter uses it, talking about the milk of the word. The milk, the word is likened unto milk, water, bread, honey. I can go on with the idioms that are used for the word of God, but when it comes to doctrine. Milk is considered every baby Christian ought to know it. To some of y'all, it is so phenomenally outstanding that there is a judgment seat of Christ, and that it oh my god, and that 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 nobody is lost at that judgment, and they're judged according to their works by the motive of their works. To some. Under the sound of my voice. Now, I'm not getting on to you. I'm just showing you how simple-minded some out, some people out there are biblically so ignorant that it's, it's sad. When it talks about the judgment seat of Christ, tells you that you're going to judge angels and judge the world, gives you the definitions of what marriage really is, tells you the definitions under the new covenant of divorce, when it lays out what the righteousness of God is, when he plainly tells you this same book I'm talking about, I haven't even got, I haven't gotten out of 1 Corinthians yet, when he explains the spiritual body and the carnal body and the resurrection and the mystery, all that stuff, it's milk. I'm going to say it again. That is milk. It is not meat. How do you know? Paul tells you it is milk. And tells the Corinthians that they're a bunch of babies. That they can't even eat any meat yet. And what he's teaching them is the stuff I just mentioned. And that's just some. The fact about the whoremongers and liars and not having any inheritance in the kingdom of God. 
not going to hell, no inheritance. See, Paul's telling the Corinthians, this is milk. And you got need, did I go and teach? I mean, when you should be teachers, he tells them in Hebrews. You, I need, I go back and, and, and give you the milk all over again. He tells the Corinthian church right at the front, right before the judgment seat of Christ, that you guys are carnal, even babes in Christ. Now, folks, wonder if you, after you were weaned, and you got to be 20 or 30 years older, and then somebody come around and saw you sucking on your mother's breath. I hate to get gross. Or, or just to put it, I'm, but I'm trying to bring a point home. <clears throat> because Christians are expected, are commanded to learn this book. Because it's your bread, it's your honey. It's your water, it's your milk, it's your meat. It is what you're supposed to live on. And you're commanded two ways. Either get under somebody that knows it and is called to teach it, or study it yourself to grow. Now, what would you think about somebody that quit drinking milk and was still sucking the tit? at 20 years old. So, what we're fixing to get into, the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, folks. This simple illustration by Isaiah of understanding the Word of God Folks, it ain't nobody's fault but your own. If so be the Spirit of God as well as in you. Like I said, you got two choices. They ain't but two. The Lord's not going to, that, all that sticking some vision in your head and all that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden you've grown to a mature Christian is poppycock. It's bloody poppycock, as Brother Brian would say. This is serious business, which ties right along with what's the affection of your heart? What matters to more to you, the three score and ten or eternity? Now, let's go through the basic 101 Christianity on how to study the book. Then I want to give you a test for your own self to prove to your own self how great and marvelous this book is. Okay? Continue, Brother Chad. And hey, if some of you don't like what I'm saying, you've got to mouth. Because all I'm giving you is the Word of God, folks. All I'm giving you is the, is the book. You can't get no plainer than what's coming up. Continue, Chad. 
Now I'm guessing that the extra comment that you asked me to remind you of has been taken care of, is under underway. Excuse me? You told me to remind you when we got to this Yes, part. I just explained I was going to give it out when yes. we finished this right here. Yes. Okay, excellent. Thank okay. you. Thank you for reminding me. Here we are, Isaiah 28, verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Idea upon idea, idea upon idea. Folks, have you ever noticed there's not a chapter in the Word of God on baptism? Have you ever noticed in in the Word of God there's not just one chapter that says that the topic is salvation? Have you ever noticed that there's not just one chapter in the Word of God on the Lord's Supper? Have you ever noticed that there's, that there's not just one chapter on the second coming of Christ? Where you can just go read that one chapter and everything you need to know about that precept is there. Have you ever noticed that? There's no such animal. That's not the way this supernatural book is put together. And this big Isaiah is explaining it right now how it's found, how doctrine and knowledge has come about. When Brother Don's running you all over the Bible, I'm obeying my Father's command. When I'm teaching you things like spiritual circumcision, when I'm teaching you things about the divisions in salvation, about the different, everybody's saints, but there's different types of believers, I'm running you all over the Bible. Why? I'm commanded to. If I want to find the truth. I don't care who's told you any different. They're a liar. They're a liar not because I say it, but because the Lord says it. Any man speak something not according to this word it is because there is no light in him. A direct quotation from earlier in Isaiah. So start at verse 10, Brother Chad, and read it. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Scripture with a scripture, scripture with a scripture. Brother Dave, turn to 1 Corinthians 2 while I'm talking. Okay. okay. Precept upon precept, the idea, topic, doctrine, whatever. But the precept must be with another precept and a precept upon a precept. A line, a scripture, a line is with a scripture. A line and a line and a line and a line. Where at? One chapter? No. Here a little and there a little. Where? All over his canonized book. That's why it can't be read like any other book. That's why it cannot be understood without the Spirit of God. And anybody that says it can is not just a liar but a damned liar. 
he that believeth not shall be damned. I'm not cussing. I'm giving you what the book says. So, precept, idea, topic, subject. Must be upon subject, precept, idea, topic. Where? Line upon line, line upon line. What does that mean? Scripture with Scripture. Scripture, 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 Scripture. No private interpretation. 1 Peter 1, 20 through 24. There's no private interpretation. The Scripture interprets the Scripture. Anything else is supposition, is opinion. Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, Genesis, Exodus, and there a little, Revelation, Jude, Romans, Matthew, to come up with one sound doctrine. Is that hard to understand? Brother Dave, I want you to start reading and just start at Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter two, and start reading, and you'll get down there. Well, it's down next to the end of the chapter, so you can. It's all good, but we'll get to, to speed it up a little bit. It's down there next to the end where it talk, where he starts talking about the Spirit of God. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. It, it's, it's, I think it's around verse uh, oh, 10, 11, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, something. Yeah. Why you start reading that, Brother Dave? Verse 13, I think, Brother Dave. Oh, sorry, I had my mute on. Yeah, I, knew, I seen it there, verse 14. <laughs> I was talking. I'm going to mute you. I'm, uh, where's my mute button? Where's my mute button? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Yeah. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Scripture, but the natural wait, wait just a minute, let me explain okay. that. Because somebody's going to come up with this wild, asinine idea that spiritual with spiritual means allegorical interpretation or my idea because I'm spiritual when they don't know what the spirit was if it slapped them in the face. Don't even know how to get the spirit. Spiritual with spiritual. How do I find out what that means, Brother Chad? What would I do to find out what that meant? I would go and I would find out where Christ defined what truth is, wouldn't I? That's a good place to start, yes. Yeah, well, the Lord said the thing, the words that I speak to you are what? Spirit and truth. Spirit and life. Spirit and life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Sanctify sanctify them, Lord, through thy truth. What is truth, Lord? Thy word is truth. So we know that the Spirit, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, is through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to find truth. Just that little bit of precept upon precept, line upon line. But now let's listen to what Brother David's reading here and get down to the nitty-gritty. Go ahead, Brother Dave. 
For which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. He himself is judged of no man. I've got to have that Spirit of God. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. And that body is the body of Christ. You know why the Word of God is so much likened to Jesus Christ? It's because of the body of Christ. It's like the thumb can't say to the eye, I have no need of thee. They're all fitly joined together for a common purpose. Just like the word of God, Genesis, has to have revelation to be complete. Deuteronomy has to have Galatians for understanding. And it's every line upon line, every verse, You have to have every verse to come to the true doctrine, the sound doctrine that's taught by the Holy Spirit. Spiritual things were spiritual. By the Spirit, from the Word of God. When the Holy Spirit's come and lead and guide you into all truth. I'm sure Brother Chad and Brother David get it. I hope you folks in the chat room are understanding what I'm saying. Because that's why it takes these programs so long. Even with my bloviating mouth running all the even without it, for you to run, you hear me sometimes talk about, we're not going to run all the references because it takes too long. That's because to prove doctrine, you have to go all over the Word of God. To prove New Testament doctrine, you have to go to the Old Testament to prove New Testament doctrine. That's why Brother Chad has, tri- has told y'all twice, and I've been telling you for going on four years, you can't even understand the complete meaning of the Old Testament unless you understand the epistles. Amen, amen, Because amen. Paul was a master of the Old Testament. And he was taught by Jesus Christ himself. The only time knowledge came out of thin air was in in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. Brother Dave, turn to First Peter chapter one and start okay. reading about verse. Read where it says, "Brother, there's no prophecy of the Scripture of any private interpretation." You know okay. where that's at. Yes. Okay. Amen. Please go there and read it, and I'll show y'all folks what I'm talking about. Not in the Book of Mormon, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, there's labor involved in this. There is no certain chapter to, on, on a doctrine that you can just go there. Oh, well, this, this chapter tells me all I need to know about this doctrine. There's no such animal. Not my opinion. The book just told you in Isaiah 28. I'm, I, that's what I've been telling you for four years. 
trying to get it through your head so you can flush down the toilet some of these crank-lined heathens out there that have no concept. Now, folks, when I say all over the Scriptures, I mean all over the Word of God. That's why the canonized Scripture is so important. Without it, you it's impossible to get sound doctrine. All the complete sound doctrine for the body of Christ is not even present at the death of the Apostle Paul. Only what he knew and was given to him by Christ. Even when Peter was killed, he didn't even understand. He had the present truth, which went there the other night. I showed you where both Paul and Peter made the very statements I'm making to you now. But see, now the canon is complete with over a thousand years of fruit bearing underneath. In your own language, Brother Dave, read to them about the, what I was talking about, the, okay. the, the truth floating out of the air into their heads in the Old Testament. Uh, so you wanted me to read uh, in Peter here, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, is unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Ah, see, it didn't come by studying back then. It came by the Holy Ghost of God into the men, and they pinned it down. Go ahead, right. You keep on, brother. That was the end of the chapter. Okay, brother Chad. Mm-hmm. Oh, the train just left the station. Where was I going? Oh my goodness, let's see. First Timothy one sixteen. Okay. Timothy chapter one verse sixteen. For all scripture. It may be three fifteen. It, right. it it'll say for for all scriptures given by inspiration of God. Right, right, right. Chapter It is three fifteen. Okay, yes. Uh is it? Second Timothy maybe? Yes, it's Second Timothy chapter three sixteen. Yep. Okay. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen says All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine One. for reproof Two. for correction three for instruction in righteousness four. There you go, folks. You all scripture, Genesis to Revelation. That's it that's what it takes to get doctrine and also for preaching, which you can take one verse of Scripture and preach it to high heaven to get spiritual meaning out of it. But that doesn't mean it's doctrine. Is that, do y'all, you understand that, Dave, I know because you've taught that. 
Chad, do you understand what I'm saying? That uh, one verse of scripture, it all you need is one verse of scripture to preach an hour sermon. You know what? I was listening to uh, Doctor Ruckman today, and uh, yes, I, I I agree. That's what he does quite often. Well, it's just not a matter of agreeing. He Paul just told you. Yeah. Well, I, I got a lot out of it. Let's say that. I, See, there's difference between preaching, folks, and doctrine. I do all three, the instruction in righteousness, doctrine, and teaching at one time. My t- my style is unique. Not that I'm special. It's just the way the Lord got put me together, okay? With the Gestalt way of teaching, you wind up with preaching, you wind up with doctrine and instruction in righteousness and, and preaching all at the same time. You get a double-barrel load all together. Sometimes I I tweet, I change it around a little bit, but to, to to get knowledge about a subject, you have to use Genesis to Revelation. To get doctrine, you have to use all the verses in the Scripture that apply to the idea and the precept to get the correct sound doctrine. Now, is that simple? Is that simple enough? Is that understandable, guys? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, that works perfectly. Okay. Because it's so important that you guys that, that, that have been with me and are continuing to stay with me understand that. Because if you running around and going out and listening to some of these jack leg jackasses and they don't they not they're not doing it on purpose. The, the majority has not got no demon doing it on purpose to deceive you. The majority not. They're deceived themselves. Because they won't obey simply three verses in the Old Testament and two or three in the New. It's that simple. Finding the stuff, that's where the labor comes in. And that's that's rough. That where that's why you have to stay prayed up, you have to stay in fellowship with God. You have to just absolutely st- practically be in prayer all the time when it's during study time. Always praying before you're studying and always hoping and praying to God that while you was talk- talking and teaching that you obeyed the Spirit as he was te- t- talking to you as you was preaching or teaching. And I'm not talking about an audible voice. Brother Dave knows what I'm talking about, right? Brother Dave. You do, right? I certainly know. Yes. Then you, but you—that—that's part of it, folks. And that's—that's why it's labor. Don't just come out of a book, and you all have two options. Like I said, there's not three. There's only two. John gives you one of them. Paul gives you the other one. Did you hear what I just said? You think I'm making that one up? You ought to know better by now. John says you have no need that any man teach you. See, that's one option. But that you that you, you can be taught yourself if you apply all the rules and regulations. You don't have time. That's the reason God called apostles, prophets, Pastor teachers, 
for the work of the ministry, edification of the saints. Like Paul was telling Timothy there, for all scripture give me inspiration of God. Timothy's a preacher, teacher. He's a pastor, teacher. They go together for the edification of the church and the building up of the saints. See, that's how it works, folks. You, ain't, you got two choices. They ain't another one. There's nothing going to flow down out of the sky into your brain that's not in this book. I'm going to say that again with feeling and mean every word, and if you don't agree, I'm sorry. You're just wrong. Because he just told you there was no private interpretation. Second Peter told you that. And if anybody told you any different, there's churches out there that's wrong. Whole denominations that are screwed up. That's just that's why the absolute authority has to be an absolute authority. That's the only way you can bank your soul on it. I said it the other night, and I'm not going to ad nauseum go over it all again. I've said enough about the topic right now. Now for your test. Individually. Those of you that read the Bible on a regular schedule, the morning is the best. It's for some folks. People are morning folks. Some, I get my best studying and stuff done during 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the morning because that's but I have to, that's the way I live. That's the way that my body has me living right now. So that's when my freshest times are. But I even though that's my that's when I get that's when I get all fired up about the scriptures is when all y'all are asleep most of the time. But then there has to then I have to go over it, memorize everything before I go about teaching and preaching. That's the way I do it. But here's your little test. I want God to show you how supernatural this book is and how wonderful your teacher is called the Holy Ghost. I want you to be ready. Anytime you're reading and you run across a verse that you absolutely don't understand, I want you to get you a pen out and get you a notebook, and I want you to write down the chapter and verse and I want in your best, in your own words, write to yourself why you don't understand it. Why that you can't, it, that it seems to go contrary to this, contrary to that, or you, you just don't understand what this verse means. Okay? Now, then I want you to pray. Ask the Lord to give you insight and pray about it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Mountains are moved by prayer, folks. There's more done by prayer you're going to find out at the judgment seat of Christ than you could possibly imagine. Because that's your direct, unbroken line to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father. And you've even got a helper that helps you out called the Spirit of God that makes intercession for you. That's how important prayer is. But I want you to get find that verse if there's more than one, fine. I want you to, the way I did it was with two or three. And then I want you to pray about it. Then I want you to kind of forget about it, that you even did that. And I want you to visit those verses every now and then. Read them again. Pray about it again and see if you, there's any light been shed on it. 
by the Spirit of God. And what will happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to be riding down the road if you pray all the time, if you stay in a state of prayer, if if you're being halfway obedient to the Lord. Pray, pray without ceasing. If you if you pray at the drop of a hat, preach prayer, die. That's your man. That's what every man should be able to do at a drop of a hat. But you may be riding down the road thinking about some certain thing, and all of a sudden, the answer to what you didn't understand is going to come to you right out of what I told you. You couldn't get a while ago that he doesn't give. He doesn't float down answers supernaturally out of the sky like he did in the Old Testament is what I was referring to. But this verse, giving you understanding, he's the leader and guide into all truth, folks. Okay, You're going to be listening to a teacher somewhere, and it may be a reprobate on the outside. It may be somebody you don't agree with, you don't even like. But the Holy Spirit, something they're going to say, the Spirit of God's going to take that, and that verse, or those verses you did not understand, the Lord is going, the Holy Spirit is going to, going to like lighting a candle, and all of a sudden, you can see a little bit now. On that, you totally did not understand before. And then, you know what? You'll even it'll be hard for you to even rem- the moment that happens, it will even it will be almost impossible for you to remember why it was hard for you to understand. I get, if the Spirit of God dwells in you and you are truly born again, I'll guarantee you that it'll work. Then you'll understand why this book is so important then you'll understand these 66 books sent down out of a, a different time period, in, out of eternity, given to you in your language for your life and your salvation and every for every matter of faith and practice. You'll, it'll, it'll mean more to you, and you'll grab onto it that much tighter. I challenge you to do it. It may take a day or two. Hey, it may take five minutes after you pray. The Lord may give you the answer in five minutes. He may may give you the answer in the next two pages that you're reading. He may give you the answer to the next sermon you hear, or that might won't even be connected with that verse. He may may give you the answer from your daughter that's just saying something that has totally nothing to do, but still the Spirit will speak to you in your mind. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, David? Yes, I do. Yes. But I'm challenging you. And once you see the Spirit of God do that miracle in your life of teaching, you'll never have any doubt about what Brother Don screams and hollers about all the time. You'll never have another doubt. You'll you'll even, those verses, you'll forget why they were hard. You won't even know, why didn't I see that before? Why didn't I understand that before? It happened tonight, folks. You saw it, it happened right in front, right in front of y'all, right as we was going. I've never saw that before. You know how many times I've been through that chapter? <laughs> That's an example right there, a small one. 
Now you you want you want to please the Lord. You want to really get. You will really want to be what you claim to be. Put it to the test. It's not only good for your benefit now, but also in eternity. Godliness sees profitable not only in this life, but that which is to come as well. Right, I'm putting to put yourself to the test. Let God prove Himself to you. You say, "Oh, need God to prove Himself." Well, are you are you the Mister Number One obedient? Are you you got all the doctrine down? Can you can I ask you a doctrine? You te- take me to the Scriptures and show me where it's at, and put the script, put the line upon line, the precept upon precept. Can you do that? Well, until you're able to do that, you haven't got it down. And hey, maybe you don't. You'll never get some of it down because we never will understand everything until we get the complete mind of Christ. But what I'm telling you is for your own edification. Let God prove Himself to you. He wants to so bad because He knows if He does. It'll enhance your learning. It'll enhance your love for your brethren. It'll enhance your love for him. And most of all, it'll enhance your love for what he puts above his very name. Now then, there's your choice. You can do what you want to with it. You only have two choices. The third will leave you down. There is no third. There's only two. If so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. Any questions? Brother Dave, you want to add anything to it? Any experience or anything you want to add to what I just said? Brother Chad, anything? Chat room, anything? Go right ahead. Now's your time. Yeah, I, I found it true that God is faithful to answer us in our prayer. And and oftentimes it comes quickly, and it can be weeks later or months, but it's usually not that long. But and some there's the odd time we don't get an answer, but I think that's more rare. Yeah, it took thirty years for some of my answers, but wow. I, I but then and, and there's I forgot to mention one thing, and it was my fault. It wasn't the Lord. The Lord probably been trying to tell me all along, but it was my lifestyle, folks. I've come. I've repented and, and told y'all about it in in my testimony many times. Running from God, the kicker to uh, to what I just got through telling you, there are rules and regulations. You don't want to be given over to a reprobate a reprobate mind. Or type in the word castaway and and uh, brother David in your concordance and go and read what Paul said about himself. I'll show you what I'm okay. talking about. Yeah. This is one of the. This is one of the. Um, one of the rules to that testing of yourself, you have to stay prayed up, you have to keep your sins confessed, and you have to stay in fellowship with the Lord, and you have to apply yourself to reading the book. Simple. Those are the those are the requirements. Those are the requirements. Now I want you to see what the greatest Christian that ever lived said about his own self. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. 
Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Thank you, brother. Any questions in the chat room? I don't see any questions here, Pastor Don. Okay. Just two more simple facts, and we'll shut her down for tonight. Brother Dave, I want you to look up No Need That Any Man Teach You. That'll be in First John. Brother Chad, I want you to um, to look up um, For God Called uh, Apostles, Pastors, Prophets, and Teachers, for the work, for the ministry, I want you to look up that verse, and I'll show y'all your two choices. Simple. <laughs> I didn't, folks. Y'all learn by now. Brother Don ain't making stuff up unless I tell you that I'm giving you an opinion or an idea or a supposition. Then that's what it is. The rest is is going to be backed up with scripture from Genesis to Revelation. I think it may be it's later on in in or the middle of the chapter of chapter three in First John, I believe, brother. I'm it's not First sure. John two. Okay. Twenty six. Okay. First John two verse twenty six. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduced you, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Their caveats, that's anointing, that spirit in you. That, that Holy Spirit's got to be in you to teach you, folks. That's why the natural man never can receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why... Some of you hear people talk about some things that I teach and say they have no idea where it comes from. The natural man can't get none of it, folks. And it ain't got nothing to do with me, me, me being smart. But that's why you hear a lot of the stuff you hear. And I know some of you hear it, okay? Because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. It sounds like foolishness. And God, don't, hey, college education don't mean squat. I'll show you that in just a minute. Brother Dave, while Brother Chad's reading the, the second choice they have, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians, the last um, five verses in chapter 1. Brother, Brother Chad, I want you to read that. Sure, that's uh, Ephesians chapter 4. I'll start in verse 7 and read down to it. It's all the same precept. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. 
Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. Amen. Brother Dave. Yes. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Amen. But Go ahead. Okay. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, according as it is written, he hath glorified he that glor excuse me he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord. And that's the last verse. Yes. All right, folks. If there's no questions in the chat room, then Lord willing, we will pick this up, baby up Sunday night. And um, I hope you folks listen. I hope the Holy Spirit got through some of the folks that download this program. I really do because I love each and every one of you. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. That's that's part of it. I, I really and truly do. Really and truly do. Brother Dave, if you would dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks for this evening. I thank you for this teaching. I thank you, Lord, that you're continuing to build in us a firm foundation. And I thank you, Lord, that you teach us how to wage warfare in the Spirit and what we pray and seek in the Spirit and the actions we take in the flesh bring about the building of your kingdom as well as our study, as well as our prayers, as well as our lifestyle as well as the faith that Jesus Christ has put in us. Our actions of faith are speaking in faith. And we thank you, Lord, for 
our champion of our souls, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, yes. That in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for this, that we do conquer our own sinful desires, that we conquer our own flesh, our own body, that we can conquer it, and we conquer through Christ Jesus, through his faith, by his blood, through his grace, through his mercy, by the word of God, by the spirit, and by truth. And we give you thanks that you have fashioned uh, our hands to war, so to speak, to be champions in the spirit, and to be champions that are visible among the people of the world, walking calmly, walking with integrity, walking with nobility, walking with a smile and a deep, stern confidence in God that we are at peace with God and nothing that man or devil can say and do can break that confidence. And tonight, Lord, I pray that you can continue to do these miracles in us each and every day for all the downloaders, for myself, for Pastor Don, for Chad, for all of us, Lord. And I pray that every need that is out there that's been prayed today and among us, among this fellowship, and I know there are many, Lord, I thank you that you've heard them all and that you're taking everything into account and meeting out answers as it brings you pleasure and joy. And for these things, I'm truly grateful. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Appreciate that, brother. Amen. Absolutely. Okay, folks, Lord willing and health permitting, we will meet back Sunday night, and we will pick up where we left off, unless the Lord puts something else on my heart, and it will be posted in Facebook, and Brother Kevin will have it posted by Sunday afternoon, whatever that is. Anyway, Brother Dave, go ahead and give the contact information. And, and by the way, you can also mention, Brother Dave, that not just through PayPal, but they can also send an offering through the mail oh, yeah. through my address. Some folks probably don't even get understand that, but you can go ahead and do that anyway. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number is 334 three nine seven two three 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 and you can also email pastor don by his email address respect to the lord at yahoo.com again that's respect to the lord at yahoo.com and you can give an offering by going to paypal and entering in that email address respect to the lord at yahoo.com and giving your offering to pastor don and to the lord jesus christ and the mailing address is 3155 louisville street apartment d1 clio alabama 36017 36017 and you can also send your offering by mail Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Amen. And one more thing I want to say, folks. I said it the other night. I think I said it too quickly for everybody to get what I was saying, especially for the downloaders. If this, uh, if going on live TV is what the Lord wants and we go through that, 
okay, and then shortwave radio, and we go through that. It's going to take some funds, okay? If the ones that have been with me the longest and have been faithful in what they've done, I will let you vote on us, on one of them to be. I'll, I'll give you the names need be, and you vote on who you want to be a treasurer and take care of the money situation if it comes to time on the shortwave radio or anything, any cost that's incurred like that. Okay? I would, I'd, I'd love for that to take place, and somebody can be, the, be a treasurer just like in a local assembly because that's basically what this is except over an Internet, whether you realize it or not. Look, we're Lord willing and God permitting that will be the case one of these days. The sooner the better as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, I wanted to make that clear. The ones that's been faithful, the ones that have supported this ministry, more be be a blessing to have you folks choose a treasurer if we if the Lord puts us and heads us in that direction. So I just wanted to get that out. Absolutely. Anyway. Folks, Lord willing, see you guys Sunday night. I love you guys. Brother Chad, Brother David, good job. Brother Kevin, good job. And love you guys in the chat. Brother David, I will talk to you when you call, brother. Talk to you yes. also, Brother Royal, whenever you call. Brother David, you saying something? Yes. No, that's good. Okay, that's brother. Good. I'll call soon. Amen. Love you guys. Talk to you later. See good you night. Sunday good night. Good night, huh? Good night. Not Brother Chad.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.